What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Good job, it's your boy Ant Wright, host of Michigan State of Mind. So glad you guys are here. So glad you guys are listening in and all that fun stuff. Uh, this was day 17 of working out in a row. Uh, I feel really proud about that. Um, I hope you guys can join me or like join us. Uh, trying to build a little workout community. Not saying that we're all going to go to Planet Fitness and work out, but. Um, just finding time during the day, it could be, shoot, 10, 15, 20 minutes, just doing something, just getting up off your butt. Um, I can tell you firsthand, I have not felt this good in a long, long, long time. 17 days straight. I mean, I'm like, I'm bouncing around. I have energy. Um, those aches and pains, I, I just don't. I just don't feel them anymore. Uh, it's easier getting up off the couch. <laughs> uh, it's easier getting my walks in and my runs in. Like, I'll start running and it'll feel good. Um, and there's, like, less of a pause between running and walking. Because before, I, I used to run and, I and like, when I would stop, like, my whole body would just go, ugh. And then I'll and I'll start walking and I'm just like limping and all that stuff. Now like it feels refreshed. Like I'll stop running and I can still keep a good walking pace. And uh, man, it feels so good, dude. It feels so good. I can't wait to see what comes out from it. Uh, I'm super excited. And uh, thank you for those who are also joining me doing this uh, too. It's gonna be it's gonna be really really cool. Um, once we start hitting like like 50 days in a row, 100 days in a row, like that's going to be really, really cool. And um, finding those days where uh, or I'm not feeling well, it's raining and thunderstorming outside, um, I have responsibilities to get done. Still being able to find those 10 to 15 minutes that I could dedicate to myself to just do something, no matter what it is, whether it's doing push-ups, sit-ups, running, whatever it is. So thank you guys for, I mean, I've seen people like encouraging me, uh, DMing, you know, text messaging. Um, it's pretty dope. So I do appreciate that. We're on day 17, which is wild. Um, I, don't think, I don't think I've talked on here since the Oregon-Michigan game. 
But uh, that was a fun game to stream. Something's going on with um, with our starts ever since Atlantis. Something's up with our starts when we're playing like a real like like a legit team because it happened happened versus Louisville too. Um, very very strange, very very strange. It's like against I I want to say against Louisville. Michigan had like five points in the first thirteen minutes of the game. Like had had five points in the first thirteen minutes of the game, and then against Oregon, like it was very very similar. Like they had they had nine points in the first thirteen minutes of the game. Um, that's fourteen points over twenty six minutes to start a game versus a legitimate top ten team. Um, you know, that's got to change. And, um, uh, for those who know me, you know, people say, you know, this guy should start, this guy should start, this guy should start. How about this guy? He should start. When it comes to basketball, starting is pretty much overrated unless, unless your start to games are not consistently well, um, those are two games where we had a very big issue with putting the ball in the cup uh, early. So I don't know what they should do about that. Um, I don't know if they should. Uh, I don't know because Brooks has been so solid. He's been so solid. And I do think he can provide a scoring pop off the bench. Without his confidence wavering, as long as his confidence is still there, I wouldn't mind him coming in second string behind David. Because um, I think David just gives you that confidence straight up. Like, he can miss two or three shots, and it doesn't matter. I think with Eli, I think with Brooks, if he misses a, you know two or three shots, uh, I'm not saying he's not going to shoot the next one, but I'm saying he's definitely going to think about if he should shoot it or not. Uh, David doesn't have that bug to him, um, so that's gonna be that's gonna be very interesting. What happens there? Um, you know, Franz had a great game. Franz had a had a breakout game. He played very very well. Brandon Johns came out um, breakout game. Played very very well. Uh, eight points, nine rebounds. But but that doesn't even tell a quarter of the story of what he was doing. He was deflecting. He was keeping so many possessions alive. Uh, he was sparking with his defense, with his hustle, with his presence. Um, I thought, I thought Juwan made a great decision by um, by putting Johns as the backup center against Oregon. I thought he matched their quickness, matched their athleticism, and um, and I think that was that was the right call. Uh, for that game, uh, I heard Teske may have been sick, so uh, I could definitely see that something was off. I don't mind anything in that game, what happened, except you can't score only nine points in the first 13 minutes versus a, a top 10 team. The staff has to make adjustments for Xavier Simpson. Like, they left him out to dry, bro. He left, they left this dude out to dry, and they just, it was like, 
they like they chose pride over making the right decision. You have to do one or two things. You have to send a trap to get the ball out of Pritchard's hands, or you have to get a bigger, lengthier body on Pritchard. Pritchard's not the fastest dude. He was overwhelming Simpson with his size. He's about 6'2", so he's about two or three inches taller than Simpson, uh, and a little bit bigger. So putting a guy like Franz on him, Franz has showed that he's ready to play defense at a very high level. If you haven't watched him you know, this entire time, those who are – uh, box score watching. Uh, he didn't have a good game, but defensively, he's getting a lot of deflections. Defensively, he's staying in front of these quicker guys. He he would have been very, very good to uh, switch on to Pritchard there uh, late. Uh, Pritchard like, pretty much had his way with Michigan, and that was the reason why Michigan lost. It wasn't the missed dunks. It was, it was one, it was, the, it was the start of the game, of course, but forget everything. If if I were to change one thing of that game, Franz Wagner guards Pritchard in the last four minutes of the game and the five minutes of overtime. If that happens, Michigan has a top 10 win at home. Gar- I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Because those shots would have been deflected. They would have been missed shots. They would have been rebounds for Michigan. And what Michigan was doing on offense was awesome. Um... They were stagnant just a little bit, just a, just a tad, tad bit uh, at times. But at the same time, I mean, they were they were getting up good shots. And the shots that they missed, I mean, Brandon Johns was either tapping it out to a to a teammate, and they he he was making every Oregon defender have to like work so hard at the rebound because Brandon Johns was coming, and he was either tapping it out, getting deflections. Uh, tapping the ball off the Oregon guy so it goes out of bounds and Michigan gets it again, or he would just get in the offensive board and reset another 20 seconds. Um, you know, Pritchard ends that game going seven for eight, roughly. Um, just having him go three for eight or four for eight, Michigan wins that game. Easily. Easily, not even close, bro. Um, that's all I got to say about that game, bro. Um, but yeah, I'm excited though because we're gonna have uh, Spartan Avenue come in here, uh, Connor Maldoni, and we're gonna talk Maldoni. I'll ask him how he pronounces his, his name. But we're gonna talk about uh, a few things, and then uh, and I, you know, I hope it's a lot of fun. I hope it's a lot of fun. I love having guests in here. Uh, I love talking because everything is just. Just free flowing, we talking, we rapping about a little something, something. Um, I can't wait. Let me get him in in here, and we'll be pretty much good to go, man. All right, your boy is back, and we got Spartan Av head dude over there, Connor Muldowney. Thanks for joining me, Connor. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, hey, man, it's all good. It's all good. So before we even like started re- recording, we were just uh, going off about. Chris Castellani and um, just you know, going off about how you know his passion, his passion for the Tigers and that dude. I swear, I swear, man, he you just you just don't see that really for anything. You don't yeah. see that for the Lions. You don't see it for anything really in the Midwest. He's like very unique in his own deal. You know what I mean? He's got it. Whatever it is, he's got it. He's got it. 
He's got it. That dude's hilarious. One day, I swear, I swear, I put this on, put this on everything. You are gonna be watching a Castellani video, and you're gonna see me just walk in the background <laughs> and not say a word. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. I'm I'm just gonna make a little cameo appearance, and then it's gonna be it's it's, it's gonna be awesome. Excuse me. He might not even know you're there. He's not even gonna know that I'm in his room. <laughs> He's not gonna know it. All right. So, all right. National signing day. National signing day. Um. So, from not from a fan perspective, uh, from your perspective, uh, how do you think? Because I'm. Because in my opinion. With you know Michigan, Michigan National Signing Signing Day, it wasn't. Um, I mean, it was pretty much what we expected. But you break down the numbers, our gap between us and who we're trying to beat is like <laughs> widening every single year, uh, talent-wise. Um, but for Michigan State, uh, you know, like you know, in the past, you guys have always been you know twenties, thirties, and all that. And you've won Big Ten titles. You know, you've won 11 games in a row. Um, but at the same time, you know, like the wins really haven't been there the last three out of four, four years. Um, how do you feel about this recruiting class? This recruiting class, it, it doesn't have the same stars that maybe, you know, a couple of years ago you might have had a, four star at the top like even last year you had Dobbs who started out as a five star right um and dropped down a little bit and you had Barnett who was always kind of in that 50 to 60 national range this year you don't really have that which is different but I don't know if it's I don't know if it's necessarily a deal breaker because the rest of the class pretty much rounds out the same way as any normal class would um you have 19 three star recruits and they range most of them, I want to say, are top 800, 900, which, I mean, if you're a Michigan fan, that sounds like a nightmare, but for Michigan State, that's just kind of been the norm. Uh, this, the class has a lot of guys who I think could be really good, but it also has a, guy, a lot of guys who I think are going to be projects. But the guys who I think are going to be really good are going to be like all Big Ten within, you know, first two or three years of them being in East Lansing, which will surprise some people. Yeah, that dude Snow, I actually watched his, his uh, uh, highlights. He he is a little beast. Yeah. That, that yeah. dude's he's, pretty he's good. He's compact, for sure. He is, uh, for a safety, he hits hard, he plays hard, and I don't know if you followed him on Twitter at all, but he... <laughs> he, he gets after you on Twitter. Himself. Yeah, he, he definitely gets after it on Twitter. For sure. I think he has the right mentality, so I think he's going to be fun to watch. Your safeties ha- haven't really been that uh, bad. I mean, is uh, what year's Dowell? Dowell is done. The, he, he's a senior this year. He graduates. Do you think Snow, Snow plays right away? That's one of the guys that I think if there's going to be a defensive back next year as a freshman who plays, I think it's going to be Snow. Okay. And I think that I don't know if he can play the same position as Dell because Dell is more of a free safety, but he's lost a little weight. And maybe they could figure something out with him and Ozzy Anderson back there. But he's definitely a guy who could fill in and kind of 
take one of the safety spots or at least play meaningful snaps. They, they need someone desperately because safety is, is running a little thin. Gotcha. Gotcha. Man, do you want to hear something em- embarrassing? Like, super embarrassing. Absolutely. Dude, I did not know Eric Snow played for Michigan State. I did not. I I did and not you know. Basketball. I did not. I did not, dude. And I pri- like. I right, look. I have these little kids. They're called the um, uh, minions, right? Like, you know, like, like we've we've watched basketball together, and I've schooled them. Where like NBA, I'm like, where did he go to school? Where did he go to school? And I would know every single one. Like, I pride myself on that. I don't know why I thought. Eric Snow went to like a Pac-10 school. I have no, I have no clue. Because That's surprising to me. It didn't, it didn't, it did not register. And he wasn't, he wasn't just there. He was there for like four years. Oh yeah. So he was there, there. Like there was there, no. There. He went to the NBA from there. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. I mean, that was in like the the early days of me following Michigan State, but yeah. Dude, I felt I was I was embarrassed. Like I was by myself when I like read that up, and I had I was I was so embarrassed. Like well, no worries. for now myself. Knows. Jesus, now everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone you just knows. Gave away your last secret. Oh my gosh, yeah, dude. I had I had no clue whatsoever, man. So um, can we call you a casual now? N- oh. Can't go that far. Can't go that far. (laughs) Nah, man. But yeah, Eric. So like they said that his dad played for Michigan State. I'm like, who? I'm like, who are they talking about? And then they're like, his dad's Eric Snow. I'm like, Eric Snow. I'm like, the dude who played with Iverson. (laughs) Like he didn't go to Michigan State. And I looked him up, and sure enough, man, mid early '90s. No freaking way. To be fair, everybody has those guys that they're like, I know that they're good in the pros, but, I mean, if you asked me what college I went to, I would have no idea. And it's probably, most of the time, it's probably a big-time school. I pride myself on it. Ask oh, I, I Right now, ask me any name. Any name. Oh, man. Just give me any, a name. I, can I go international? Well, then it's just international, you know? I don't no, know no, anything. I can't. Um, uh... Uh, well, I, I can't think of it. You, you're putting me on the spot. I'm thinking of everybody that like is easy. Like I thought Blake Griffin, but everybody knows where he went. Uh, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. He went to Boston College. Yep. Oh. Boston College. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I know. Like it's like I like I lied to you not. Like I got like anxiety finding that out because that like hurt me <laughs> knowing that yeah. I did not know that. That's that's definitely. I'm very, very open. My life is pretty public, so I have really nothing to hide, man. I have nothing See, to hide whatsoever. I, I play that same game that you play. I, I like to know what college every pro goes to, but I bet if you ask me a random one right now, I might not know it, especially NBA. <laughs> okay, here's an easy one. Ish Smith. Ish Smith? That yeah. is not an easy one. Really? Oh. That's not an easy one. Oh, man. Is it Big Ten? No, ACC. ACC? Gold jerseys. Uh, 
gold jerseys in the ACC. Three yeah. power Georgia Tech. Oh, you got the you guessed the wrong gold jersey. There's, what other gold jerseys? Okay, you know what? You're not allowed to ask me anymore. It's Wake. It's Wake. <laughs> <laughs> he says that here's an easy one. He gives you the most. Easy one. <laughs> I oh my god. Oh. Uh, okay. Luke. Right. Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard. Duke. Easy. All right. Boom. See. No See, that's longer so casual. Easy, that's like he's in the second year or third year. True. 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 Oh, Brooke. Oh, Brooke and Robin Lopez. Uh, Stanford. There you go. Hey, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good that's, one. First time I saw those dudes, they were like, they were six, seven twins. Um, we had a game in, I was a junior. I believe I was a junior. We were playing some, like, some team in, like, Cerritos, California. And they were the game bef- before us. And I thought that those were the two most gangly looking dudes I've ever seen in my entire life. And then I see that they played for Stanford, then they got picked in the NBA, and then, then you know, then they've been in there for a long time. They've been yeah, there for they're a like while. major journeymen. Oh my goodness, yes. Um, okay, so I mean, looking back at, I mean, just the the, the Michigan State football stuff. I I had a tweet and people got mad at me about it. Shocker. You know, so. For some reason, when I put this tweet out, I rechecked every single box, right? Because I want to make sure that I'm putting out accurate content. So I go back to Michigan State. This is before I tweeted it, and I felt bad because I had to take Michigan State off. Yesterday, 247 had snow at ranked 401. Okay. Um, but today he's back on the 400. Yeah, nice bump, right? <laughs> I said that, and someone goes, you're always talking junk about Michigan. I'm like, what are you talking about? I said it's a bump. Um, so, um, so you have your 2016 class. I know that's like, yeah, very infamous class. But, but um, you did have a few guys come out of there from the shadows. Uh, I know what happened to Bocce, but he, he was really great his first few years um Coughlin not sure what happened to him this year but he's been consistent Ponishu came from that class as well too um but then from that class they had had like 13 guys in that high three star and up range but then it like got cut in half in 2017 then it dropped again in 2018 dropped again in 2019 um then dropped again this year do you think it's like, do you think the staff is it reaching out to guys? Do you think it's just like a, like, is it, like, like, what, what do you think it is? That like they're, they're not, just, why they're not getting high ranked players? I'm not even saying like high ranked. I'm not even saying like get a top ten. All this. I'm like, you know, look, because, in my opinion. If you get, you know, three, four, five, you know, maybe six guys that are in that top range, I just think that that talent, whether they play or not, I think that talent in practice, you know, pushes the guys above them, pushes the guys below them. And I think that's just like a different atmosphere overall when there's a threat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just having that next level type of guy, that talent, he he may not be ready from like 
from like a Big Ten standpoint, but talent wise, he can still push you. Um, you know, like I'm not even saying top fifty, top hundred, but like that guy that's between like three and four fifty, just like four or five guys in that range. I mean, I think that class definitely scared the crap out of the coaching staff. Yeah, it's the first time they they land. What was it like? I want to say ten four stars, maybe. And it was un, It was a great. Like I just looked looked at it. Great class, man. Oh, it was so good. If you look at it and you think, how the heck does that turn into like three and nine years? You know, seven and five, six yeah. and six. But I mean, obviously, teams can recruit well. You look at Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, and they don't have the same type of problems that that class did. And I think that an anomaly of a class that had so many issues and, you know, some of them just didn't want to put in the work. Some of them had off field stuff. I did it scare the staff probably, but I also think that the whole Curtis Blackwell thing and, and, and all that, that's a whole different issue, but that has a lot to do with the recruiting issues that they've had, that they're, they're not landing these three, four-star or the high three, four-star guys um, on a consistent basis because they don't have the recruiters that they had at the time. Gotcha. Um, I I think that D'Antonio is more comfortable with getting quote-unquote his guys, which I hate that saying because that just means, you know, mid-level three-star player who, you know, three, four years down the line might be a all-Big Ten second or third teamer. Yeah. Um, but he, he has found the niche with certain players, and he recruits Ohio really well. He takes the guys that you know, maybe Ohio State doesn't want or Michigan doesn't want. Or right. He turns them into all Big Ten guys. Um, I, I, do like, I do like what he said with the – because he was being um, interviewed about his class. And kind of like what you just said, man, he – he recruits Ohio well, and he gets his guys. And I think his guys aren't necessarily the star guys, but his guys are those winners, um, those guys who go out and win championships. And he goes out and gets the best guys who are on those teams. Yep. You know what I mean? And it, yeah, and it, it works. It, it has worked. Given the right coaching staff, which I don't think is in place right now, Right. I think those guys can have success. Like the team that Michigan State put on the field this year, would you have said before the season that that team was six and six at best? No, I thought Probably that they not. would go like eight and eight and four. Yeah, eight, eight, eight and four, four was a lot of people's basement for this team. Yeah. this was supposed to be like a ten-win team, you know, maybe contending in the East. But they put out this product on the field that the defense gets so much worse that. The offense gets a little bit better, but there's still major flaws on the line, and the receivers aren't creating separation. Right. There's coaching problems more than there are player problems, and I think I'm, I'm the kind of person who has seen State recruit at an average level that I'm not worried about the star rankings as much as I am you know, the development. And I think right. D'Antonio had great development at one point, and that's kind of fell by the wayside because his coaching staff has failed these kids for three years now. Gotcha. Uh, understandable. Now, now, do you think some of the some of the defensive issues came from the offense not being able to get a rhythm 
and they're always on the field? That's possible. But this year, this year you can't say that. Last year you could have said that. Okay. Um, this year is more so, I just, I don't know if they read too many of their headlines before the season saying that they're going to be the best defense in the Big Ten, or yeah. I, it just seems, I don't, I wouldn't say there's an attitude issue because there's not, these guys don't have big egos, Right. but there's just something that's just, that they're not, they don't have that killer instinct that they had last year. And maybe it's because they're fed up with the offense not putting up 30 to 40 points a game, but I think a lot of it, a lot of it is schematic. Right. I don't know if you've if you watched that of any of the games this year. Like the Arizona State game is a perfect example. You have a chance to win the game. You stop Arizona State on fourth and I think it was like sixteen. They have a freshman quarterback. Yeah. And the, and the one thing you need to do with a, a mobile quarterback is have a spy on him. Have to. And and, and they don't. And and he runs for eighteen yards for a first down. They end up winning a game. That's yeah. something that would have never happened last year, and that's on the coaches. That's just they just trusted their defense to stop them, and you can't hope that defensive linemen are going to catch up to this six three, hundred ninety five pound speedy quarterback. Yeah, freshman, so, like true freshman. Yeah, true freshman third game, too. Second game, third game of the year. Yeah, his career. Yeah, that's third wild, game. man. That's mm-hmm. wild. Now, did the did I? I I know because I've seen all the jokes that people tell. Um, I know the offense, they kind of like played like musical chairs. On the defensive end, did they keep things the way that they are, or did they also do something similar there too? Um, Well, they kept things mostly similar. They added uh, uh, Terrence Samuel moved from the receivers coach to an assistant defensive backs coach. I don't think that has anything to do with – the issues they had, even though the the secondary was not great this year, but they kept everything pretty much the same because there was nothing wrong with that side of the ball last year. That was last year was championship level defense and a FCS level offense, and this year it's just kind of two MAC level defense and offense. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, so you have a lot of Michigan fans that are in your mentions. <laughs> I have a lot of Michigan State fans who are in my mentions. Let's 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 talk about this. Okay. Um, so you had so like you have guys who commit to Michigan State and they'll be ranked like I don't know something 200, 250 or something. Um, from there they commit and then. For some magical reason, they are no longer ranked 210. They're now ranked like 440. Um, I've seen bumps. I've literally seen bumps from Michigan where someone will be at like 300 and then become like 140 or something. Uh, I understand the political side. Me, myself, people don't know this, but I was ranked like 400-something after my freshman year, right? Mm-hmm. People learned I was playing at Oak Hill Academy on their on their A squad, right? Mm-hmm. Guess what I was ranked coming out that year? In the 100 to 150 range, 200 no, range. 36. No way. Yes. I went from like 
400 it was a something. something point bump. Yeah, yeah, I was ranked in the fours that I dropped down to like 36. Wow. So I I get the pol- the, the whole political stuff. I get that 100. Um, percent Do you have any examples of that happening, really? Yeah, I actually put together a little research, and 247 does not. It, it gives you a history of rankings for certain players going back to like 2017 and those stops. Okay. So there, there's a couple recent ones that I noticed. I remember, uh, obviously, Darius Snow, we talked about him. He was a, I don't know his actual ranking. This is how they do it. They rated them. So he was a 98 rating, and he dropped all the way down to an 88 now, which is. Jesus. Unheard, unheard of. What? You dropped 90, 10 like a top points? 50 player. Yes. 10 points? Yes. He was a top 50 player. <laughs> and that was in 2018. That was last year. That was last oh year. Oh my god. 98 would have put him. Right now, 98 is number 38 in the country. Yeah. Yep. He was a, he was a .98. <laughs> and now he's a .88. Wild. Actually wild. <laughs> that what? Is, that is the definition of a, a Spartan drop. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And then there was Dobbs, Devonta Dobbs, who was, he was the number seven player in the country at one point. His, uh-huh. his drop wasn't nearly as bad. He was number seven at one point in a five star, and he finished number 26. And a four star, which is it's not again, it's not bad. It's still a and, it's still a hefty drop to go from a yeah, five it's a to hefty a four. Drop. You're still a top thirty player though. I mean, how how bad can that really be if you're a top thirty? Right. Um, Spencer Brown, who was another lineman in last year's class, he started. Out, I remember when he committed. I think he was a four star when he committed. Either that or he was a four star when they were recruiting him heavily. He was rated as a ninety. He dropped to an eighty-seven nine, and he was like in the four hundred range nationally. Um, and then two guys that I don't the numbers like I said didn't show up for but I remember specifically watching them just could drop every single time it was updated <laughs> just, <laughs> Justin Lane and Cam Chambers they, they dropped like rocks Justin Lane was still like, I think he was a top 200 player composite but like, he started out and he was I want to say top 115 and he, he finished at like 180 or something. Oh, man. And, and Cam Chambers was the same way. He was really high, and then he finished like 250. Jesus, man. Yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. The, the bumps and drops are definitely real, and it kind of makes you think who is making the rankings or why they're, you know, basing these off of where they commit or where they're recruited. But that's real. <laughs> Yes, that's like that's really painful. Yeah, you gotta feel bad for Darius now. I mean, not that he care. I'm sure he doesn't care. I'm sure he like he's probably just laughs at it. But to go down from a 98 to an 88, that has to be one of the biggest drops I've ever seen. That is huge. That's a huge drop. Like that yeah. is like like you get like from two a, different players. Yes. And did he get that much worse from 2018 to 2019? I don't think so. That's like, that's like a dude who you bought all the VC coins from just to, just to boost your my player to someone who just started the game. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. He must have made someone the ranking services pretty bad. 
Oh, man. Oh, gosh. <sighs> man. Those are the main ones I can find, but I'm sure there's more. Oh, man. That's too funny. Um, basketball one. Basketball one. Basketball one. That's a plus for you guys. 2-0 and now. Does it really feel like 2-0? and I mean, I mean, you host Rutgers, then go on the, then go yeah, on two, the two really bad games, two, two really, really bad teams games. that y'all teams. played. I think Rutgers is better than people think, but I also don't think Rutgers is good. Rutgers no, isn't bad. bad. Rutgers just howls Seton Hall. You, you saw yeah, that? Yeah, there, go, there goes State's uh, quality wins. <laughs> <laughs> right out the window. <laughs> out the window. I did hear that they're um, that they're. Uh, Big European guy, he's out for a while. I did hear they that like he's out. Four seven footers. They do have a lot of big dudes. They're, they're just like all seven feet tall. <laughs> it's crazy. But you can't go to Rutgers and lose by twenty though. No, no, that's you basically should just shut down your program, honestly. That Held is, under fifty. That's so bad. Oh. To lose to Rutgers is one thing. To lose by twenty is. I don't even, has that happened? Has, has, has Rutgers ever beat a ranked team in basketball by more than ten points? That's actually a pretty good question. <laughs> that is a good question. I don't know. If, well, I, I not in the last. Count on one hand. Not, not since the not since the Big Ten started popping, probably. Maybe not before since that. Basketball was created. <laughs> they were they were in the Final Four, I think, no. uh, in the nineties, right? Yeah, it doesn't count to me. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> were they in the final four? Hold on. Now, now I'm now I'm curious. Were they in the final You're four? You're saying they, they've gone to a final four before their, their last time in the final four was more recent than Purdue's. Uh, I hate Purdue. Oh I, no, never mind. 1976. Uh, uh, so close to Purdue. Huh? Last time in the Purdue tournament was 1991. So that's oh basically God. a final four for them. <laughs> <laughs> they basically hoisted a trophy that night. Exactly. As they were eliminated with a 30-point loss. They won their conference and everything. Wow. That year. I know. It was... Uh, Piscataway was lit. <laughs> Piscataway was going <laughs> off. The first person to ever say that. <laughs> Man. Piscataway for, was lit. For having black, uh, black, red, and white in like silver colors, they have some of the most terrible designs. And yeah. in my opinion, that is probably one of the like that is the best colorway to have design wise and style wise. Oh, they could do so much with it. They could do so much, and everything is so bland. Man. Yeah, because they're bland. I just <laughs> <laughs> if they won games, don't you think they'd probably put out cooler jerseys? <laughs> Exactly. So I mean, uh, Cash has played well. Cash has played well. I yo, this sounds crazy, but if if Cash shoots like 35 percent tonight, I mean that game is gonna be really really scary. Oh yeah, for sure. Really really but, scary. But I also think that Aaron, if Aaron Henry plays with half a brain in his head, what is wrong with him? 
he's he's so far into his own mind right now or his own brain that he, what he's putting out on the court is painful to watch. There's like he something the going on. It over. He, he's taking terrible shots. And I think, I don't know, maybe Izzo has something to do with that because he expects so much out of him. But the dude is, he's so talented and just he makes the dumbest mistakes. I don't know what it is. I think the NBA draft stuff may be impacting him just a little bit. Because it's hard to deal with It's hard to deal with that stuff, man. Like, yeah. it is hard because, you know, now it's like, okay, this is where they have me. I got to work to even, not even go forward, but just to keep this, just to keep this up. Yeah. Um, you know, that sucks. But I mean. It does. But you can tell every time he touches the ball, he he's thinking about what he's about to do instead of just doing it. Right. Like, he'll catch the ball. And he'll think about driving to the hoop, so he just drops it instead of just doing it. And then it's hard to watch because you know that he can he can do things like that, and he can be the most athletic guy in the court. Yeah. But he's just so far into his own head right now. That he's in he's his head playing, like yeah. crazy. Like there was a there was a there was a sequence that I thought was really telling that I tweeted I tweeted like four lines, and then I was like. Nobody's gonna know what I'm talking about. So I just X'd out the whole thing. But he he had a blocking foul. This was second half. It was a blocking foul, which which wasn't bad. A guy was super aggressive. It was the uh, lacrosse kid, really aggressive attacking blocking foul. It happens. But then the very next play, Aaron Henry like drops the ball before having a wide open dunk. Yep. And then on the opposite end, the foul on the other end, smacks him for no reason. Like yep. it was one of those fouls where, like, like what are you like twelve? Like, yeah. come on, dude. Like, what I, are you doing? I remember right? that sequence because I was, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, that might have been the worst sequence, and nobody, nobody was paying attention probably to how bad that really was. It was so bad. I almost tweeted it, but I was like, like, eh, nah, uh, nah. Did, did you see his air ball that was probably? 10 feet short in the first half and it ended up being a pass for a basket? I missed that, but I did oh see that. God. I did. I think it was you who said that was either the worst shot ever or the greatest <laughs> pass of all time. Was that you or someone yes. else? Was yes. that, that was so you? bad. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was like blocked, but it was, it, was the, it was one of the worst shots I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, man. He's got yeah. so much talent too. He's got That's so much gosh. talent. Um, and I just think that they gotta, if he gets his mind right, I mean, you have Winston, Winston, Gabe Brown, you know what, Marcus Bingham, he has changed my opinion of him this year. Um, before I thought he was a little bit too soft and he may need another year. Um, but he has been playing. Very, very well. I mean, he's not blowing up the stat sheet in any regard, but um, in my opinion, um, he has he's slowly he's slowly starting to get it. Yeah, I, yes, exact term. I would say he's he's getting it, which is huge, especially for a guy who only plays ten to twelve minutes a game. Yeah. He's, he's four, so big. Six points, getting five rebounds. He, he makes the most of his minutes. He's like seven feet tall, low key. Yeah. 
That dude is tall. He's his wingspan goes from one court to the other. I mean, that is a long dude, and you know, getting him PT now is huge in a spot where they need guys. Like uh-huh. yeah, Bingham, um, Bingham and Hall. Kithier is gonna just be Kithier, and he could you know sub for Tillman because I think Kithier is just gonna do whatever Izzo says to do. Um, the crazy thing is about Kithier is I think he might be the best finisher that we have down low. Because Izzo wants him to finish. Yeah. Izzo said, he, go finish. So yes, coach. He, he never misses layups. Crazy. <laughs> yes, coach. Yes, I will do that. <laughs> He's right, like a robot. Next door, six easy points. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will do that. <laughs> Which is fine. They've always had a player like that. Like, Costello was like that. Costello was like, but Costello got a little saucy in his... In his last year, he did get a little saucy, <laughs> which you know is you know is a good thing. From Kessier, we'll see that. <laughs> I don't know that that dude was like I robot. That dude no, he, <laughs> he does this thing over the summer where he interviews like he did an interview of the freshman where he was asking the questions. He's got a personality on him. I could see him getting a little saucy. All right, all right, we'll see, we'll see. On the court, we'll he, he doesn't have that yet, but I think. <laughs> We'll see. So how about a lawyer, man? Seven points per shot today? <laughs> um, yeah, he played really well for a guy who gets three minutes at point guard. Hey. Well, he, he did. He did. He hit some really big free throws. I'm, I'm going to give him credit for that because when he got fouled, I'm not going to lie to you, my confidence in those first two were uh, the first out of the one-on-one. Yeah. Uh, the ball hit the rim like eight times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think once that dropped, he was like, all right. He and was I, all right. He didn't even hit the rim again. I agree. I agree 100%. If um, he can come off the bench and hit one or two threes a game, that's that's exactly what they need him for. That's honestly. asking for a lot. That's asking for a lot. That is asking for a lot. Like one three a game. Because maybe. that's a lot of possessions to get two. That's a lot of possessions. And I don't know if you you can afford... He gets back so and forth. many open looks. He gets so many open looks. Teams just don't, just like don't respect. So like, when they fouled him in the in the back court, it was like seventeen seconds left. I was like, why aren't they just trapping him and just take it instead yeah. of just fouling him? He, he panics when he's trapped. It's crazy. Being five nine, yeah, being five he's nine, one sixty, or he's the shortest six foot. Player, whatever they've listed as, I've ever seen. That dude is not hasn't been six foot a day in his life. Nah, he's like five seven. Oh man. <laughs> so, you know, right now, you know, Watts is out. Langford went to some guy in New York, right, for his uh, uh, foot. That's what I've heard. Yeah. So he's out there. Is is Watts gonna be back anytime soon? They said the last thing I read was that he was out tonight and he would probably be back for the Eastern game this weekend. Okay. So, I mean, if they don't play him against Eastern, I'd be okay with that. I, they probably shouldn't. Okay. But you have the thing where like you don't want him to be rusty when Big Ten play starts up again. Right. So like it's, it's the, he's in the, the middle ground where you don't want it to be like Langford where he's out forever, and you don't want it to be rusty forever. Gotcha. Yeah, because East Eastern they play. I mean, they're 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 pretty talented. Um, they have uh, I think they play like a two three zone. Um, they're nine and one right now. East 
Eastern's nine and one right now. Yeah, they're nine and one in Michigan State's their their next game. They haven't played a high major yet, though. They haven't well, played no, a high no, major. Yet. Yeah, and they are nine and one. I mean, they got they got this dude named uh, Ty Gross, man. I watched him in high school and and uh, AAU. He's like a six eight wing. He's not bad. Man, they got this other dude named Noah Morgan. He he can hoop. Yanks and Montero. They got some dudes, man. They're not they're not gonna be a slouch. They're not gonna be a slouch. Uh, well, they got a guy named Bubakar. Oh man. <laughs> No, but I mean they're 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 not a slouch. Um, they haven't they haven't played anyone though. I mean, I mean like they beat Still Detroit. Though. They beat the Detroit by like one or two buckets, and Detroit is like one in forever. You know, yeah. Yeah, so they got one guy, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's the uh, coach's son. Yeah, <laughs> the coach's son and uh, Calipari's son. Oh, they got Calipari's son. <laughs> Calipari's son is over there. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, dropping them off. He had like Mike 20 Davis, last Mike time. Mike Davis told me, though. He said, once you get these guys in there, watch out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see in like five years when that happens. <laughs> right when he's about to retire. Yeah, exactly. As soon as his son's gone, he's going to be gone. Seriously. Jesus, Seriously. man. But, yeah, that Michigan State game should be in- interesting. Y'all should still win just from a – a size stamp standpoint, but they play two three the whole time, so y'all gotta like hit shots. Well, the passing was good today when they played zone against uh, when Northwestern played zone. It was pretty good, yeah. It, it was, was good. Pretty, they, it was if Cassis is on his passing game, everybody else follows. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, but gotta yeah, make shots though. You gotta finish. Time. You gotta yeah, finish shots, true. and you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. You'll be all right. True, true. Oh man. Um, last thing, last thing. So, with, um, the game is coming up, right? On the 5th? Michigan, yeah. I believe Michigan is on the 5th. Mm-hmm. I believe so. So, how did you guys end up with playing Rutgers at home, Northwestern on the road, then your first three Big Ten games are at home. I does Izzo like email the Big Ten like, hey, you better not screw me over. No, that's actually shocking because I feel like every year the Big Ten, not the early December games. I don't; those are so. I feel like everybody gets kind of a buy when it comes to those. But like the early January games, every year it seems like State gets shafted. Really. And they get the easier end of the schedule. I don't know how that works out, but that's how I feel. Maybe it's just just me thinking it. I don't know. It it probably happened one time, and I just ran with it. But I don't know if they got lucky. But they're also playing, you know, Michigan and Illinois, who beat Michigan. Right. So... Illinois is not that good, man. No, man. Michigan's just been tripping. Like, tripping, tripping. They're two road games, tripping. Just total different team. I don't know what they're doing. They have the experience, though. That's, that's surprising. They, they have so much experience. They do, but they're just tripping. Like, they have times when, like, they can just have, 
you know, they can have their little they 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 just go on these lulls where there's no movement. For Michigan State, you you almost never see that. And I think that's like a coaching staff thing. Um I just don't I just don't understand how it could be so stagnant for so long. They had five points against Oregon in the first thirteen minutes. They had they had nine points at Louisville in the first thirteen minutes. If you do that against Michigan State in East Lansing, it's gonna be thirty to like seven. Yeah. And it's gonna be ugly and my Twitter's gonna be ugly. Your Twitter's gonna be lit. <laughs> It's just going to be all bad no, for everyone. No, my Twitter will be ugly no matter what. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be in stream. Well, I'm going to be in stream that day. So uh, there's going to be a bunch of people just creating accounts and coming in to just harass me. And I'm going to have all my... Trash. <sighs> oh, my... Don't get me started. Dude, that is... I, nothing I, triggers I, me more, I don't think. Because <laughs> nothing really bothers me. That bothers me. That bothers yeah. me more than anything. And it's, that would bother me too. And it only bothers me because A, I know what like I know the type of stuff that person writes. Uh-huh. And for someone to think that I would write that, like it makes me feel really bad. You know what I oh, mean? I know. I've I've defended you multiple times when it comes to that, because people are like, Oh, well, you know Ant's MSU trash. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> you know how I know he's not? Because Ant has a brain. <laughs> Like all you have to do is look at the tweets and tweets things. Like yeah, he might be a troll, but he tweets educational information. Like he he's you can tell he's been to school before. <laughs> MSU Trash has an account that's brainless and it caters to brainless followers. It's it's unreal, dude. It's it is un, it is unreal. I don't understand the correlation. I don't know where oh. someone assumed that it was you. I anytime someone says that, I'm like. Uh, it makes me cringe. Our phone numbers, our for well, whatever phone number they signed up with, mm. has the same last two digits as my cell phone. Oh well, there you go. Then it is. You. That's it. And then someone had the nerve to say, "Well, what are the chances that you that you know it's you or one of your followers?" I'm like, like uh, I'm like, if you if you really look at that, there is a chance that. 200 people that follow me have the exact same last two numbers as I do. If we're looking at statistically. Right. I'm like, good Lord, man. (laughs) Like, nothing triggers me more than that. Like, nothing. We just need to pay whoever runs Twitter to figure out who signed up with that account and then just end it. Yes, I need a nerd to, like, hack in, (laughs) get get into the little video system... Whatever it takes, man. Yep. As soon as that that guy's outed, I'm I'm gonna throw a party. The sad thing is, people like that will never be outed, and they'll just always live behind the screen. It sucks. It does suck. It sucks. That's how it's always gonna be, just because they think it's cool. <sighs> it's all good though, man. <sighs> Anyways. Yo, Connor, thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Um, I know it's super late, but. Thank you for coming on. Sorry I had you on so late, but um, we'll talk soon, man. Awesome. I had an awesome time. All right, man. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, Connor Muldowney, thank you again for joining us on Michigan State of Mind. Uh, We're going to have a few questions here and then uh, let you guys go. Question from Pat Bikanich, at Pat Bikanich. 
Would Michigan have won had they made all their dunks? Uh, no, that's not how the game is. Not how the game flows. Michigan would have won if they had made an adjustment on Pritchard late. John Hankey at East Fork underscore Legend. If Michigan gets Dickinson with Todd and Zeb, would you rather have the G Town decommit or Christopher and why? Um, good question. Cause I. Sorry, but I don't really think Todd is coming. I really think that his mom wants him to go overseas because they need the money. Um, but uh, you know, having the Georgetown guy, you're you're looking at a kid who's going to be there for at least for at least three years. For Christopher, you're looking at a one and done type of type of deal. Um, I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. Uh, it's, you know, do you want to have continued success or do you want a situation where you have a one and done who may be uh, not really in it for the, you know, he's more so worried about, you know, getting the, getting his own accolades more so than a, than a team win. Loaded question, not completely sure. Good, good question, though. You kind of stumped me there. Stan Sports Expert. Uh BBBB like you. Uh, if you're a diehard fan, how can I best cheer on my players from your perspective as a former player? Uh, continue to support. A lot of people say, you know, don't, you know, don't tweet athletes and don't tweet this or that. Uh, if someone had a great game or a bad game, you know, if someone had a had a great game, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, at them and say, hey, great game, man, you were awesome, or you know, don't if they have a bad game or an off game, you know, mention something great they did. You know, just you know, you can always at them and say, uh, "Hey, I know your shot didn't fall today, but you know, you were great. You know, diving on the ground and you know, doing the little things beside you not shooting well. You know, you're a real team team player. So you being positive, they're they're gonna see all that stuff. So be as positive as possible." Um, People say don't tweet them. That's not true. Just be a positive person. Uh, and don't give advice to them. You're not in a position to to give advice to uh, Division I basketball players. Kyle Walney at K underscore Wall Nation 3. What do you think is holding Harbaugh back from elite recruiting? We have the resources and spend more money on recruiting than literally everyone, and we can't do better than between 10th and 15th in the country. Zero five stars in the clouds according to 247. Need those guys bad. I agree, we do need those guys bad. Um, you know, if we're being held back in recruiting, you know, you being a coach making a lot of money, you know, you've got to be able to find ways to close the gap. If you're not recruiting with your rival, then you have to develop better than your rival. Uh, you can't, like, you can't, you know, not do either one. Like, you have to do one or do both. You can't do neither because that's when you see that gap continuously to, you know, widen. So what's holding him back is, you know, winning and perception. That's what's holding him back. But if you develop guys who you're getting, these aren't terrible classes, but if you're developing them like a crazy person, then you can close close that gap. Um, but until then, that gap is still going to stay very, very wide. At Logue Hank from Logan, 
uh, wasn't really a question, but it was why does uh, Spartan Avenue always have twice as many Michigan fans in his mentions than MSU fans? Um, I just think that the Michigan fan base on Twitter is just more prevalent than the uh, Michigan State fans. So, of, of course, you're going to have some you know, spillover in the Spartan territory. Uh, Mitchell Thomas, at Teddy underscore Thomas 16. In the last pod, he talked about Michigan's issues and explained that all of them should be easy fixes. How does Juwan go about fixing those issues and what would constitute as a difficult fix with this team? Um, how to fix those issues is you continuously try to preach them, incorporate them within practice, um, you know, meeting with your different positions, with your different players, um, continuing to drive into them, no, this is what you do in these certain situations. Um, a difficult fix um, is probably going to be, you know, you can't get bigger, you can't get stronger right now, really. You can't change your personnel. So um, you can't really change your roster. <laughs> um, and it's a good roster. It's a really good one. Um, but I would say one of the more difficult ones is, is probably going to be Isaiah Livers because he could do a lot and it's like his mind wants him to do more but I don't think he's there yet skill wise um is in that and it's really difficult to really get that going right now but uh over the winter break he can really start to try to get there but you're not really going to see growth until after this season when it comes to his personal personal growth where I can see him being more of like a Jordan Aura like the kid from Louisville Last question from Evan Horde at Master Evan Eight. Um, what are your thoughts on Aiden Hutchinson breaking out and becoming one of, if not the best best player on defense? I would love that. I would love that. And you know, you tie in Cam McGrone and you tie in Dax and those guys. I think it can be a very exciting group. I'm really excited about Braden McGregor. Um, that dude is a unit. Uh, seeing him and Hutchinson side by side is going to be really, really uh, dope. Uh, but I think Hutchinson has all the tools. I think he's big enough. I think he's nasty enough. Uh, I do also think that he needs some help. And if he has some bigger guys, some bigger help, I think that the uh, defensive line can make a lot of noise. Uh, defensive tackles are a must. You got to have those big guys in there um, to get to the to the uh, quarterback, but um, I'm excited about Hutchinson. I'm excited about the kid from Port Huron, McGregor. Um, really excited about that kid. Really excited about him, uh, more so than anything else, because our our line needs a lot of help right now, and uh, and that's one kid who can really get that uh, done. So yeah, thank you guys for listening in, man. As you guys know, uh, if you go on to SeatGeek. Uh, download the app. Your first purchase, you'll get $20, $20 off. If you use my promo code AntWright, that is use my promo code AntWright at SeatGeek, you get $20 off of your purchase. Thank you guys for listening in. I'll talk to you soon, man.